sit down and talk to his mom and then talk to me. And what happened, Matt? <laughs> well, it's no shrugging matter. Big deal. He, uh, he's made a profession of faith in the past and uh, said that uh, he just he knew he wasn't saved and he he was uh, broken over that this morning and uh, so a few minutes after church Matt got saved as well so praise the Lord what a joy um, we are uh, excited when anyone comes to know the Lord but what a blessing and uh, to see young people getting saved and uh, let's pray for them, that they serve the Lord and uh, they follow him. Well, we've been going through the church statement of faith, and tonight um, we're going to look at the person and work of God the Father. And there are way too many passages in our statement of faith to go through tonight, um, but I've picked a few to go through. On, there's three points here tonight. There are three things about the person and work of God the Father that I want to look at and that we have in our, in our uh, statement of faith. So before we get into this, let's have a word of prayer and uh, just ask the Lord to guide in the next few minutes. Father, thank you again uh, for salvation. And Lord, what a blessing to hear of young people uh, seeking you. And Lord, by faith, trusting you. And Lord, it's just a joy. And we ask that you would, that you would keep them. Lord, we know Satan will attack. Lord, help them to, to, uh, to just trust you moment by moment and to follow you. Help us, Lord, to, to, uh, to encourage them, to strengthen them, edify them, Lord, in their walk with you. Father, as we look in your word tonight, uh, we just want to magnify your name as we study just briefly here about the Father. Lord, uh, Paul said the goal in life is to know you. Lord, we ask that you would teach us of yourself tonight, and we'll praise you for it in Christ's name. Amen. amen. So first of all, we see, we believe that God the Father acts with a paternal kindness. There's a lot to that statement right there, and the more we walk with God, I think the more we understand the paternal kindness, that God is not a God of just strict judgment. He is a God of judgment. He's God of justice. But in that judgment, it is as a parent would a child. He is, he is correcting us because he loves us. It is a paternal kindness. We need to know this about God, that as we walk with him, he is showing us his love in all that he does. He has the title of respect, honor, and authorized teacher as God the Father. He is the begetter and guardian of his spiritual children. He is father in his relationship to the Godhead. He is in a place of authority. It's interesting to me to see that God makes authority in all things, and even in the Trinity, there's authority. Christ obeyed the will of the Father. I and my Father are one, yet I am here to do the will of my Father. So he set up an authority. Even in the Trinity. So he has all power. When we speak of God, we speak of power and wisdom. Let's go to Exodus chapter 15. We're going to read a passage of scripture here. And 
This morning I said I'm reading the, the song of Moses. I got ahead of myself. It's now that I'm doing that. Verse 1 says, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation. My father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his hosts shall he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become, more, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thy excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And, when the and with the blast of thy nostrils, the water were gathered together, and the floods stood upright as in heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil, my lust shall be satisfied upon them, I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. You know, the enemy says that today about us. The world says that. I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide, my lust shall be satisfied upon them, my hand shall destroy them. Verse 10, Thou didst blow with thy wind, the sea covered them, they sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee? And we, get, we see some, some pictures of God here, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. Thou stretchest out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestinia. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thine arm they shall be as still as a stone. Till thy people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over which thou hast purchased. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to, dwell, or for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. This God the Father, he's the beginner and guardian of his spiritual children. He protects us. I don't have my mic on. All right. There's two people back there. <laughs> Pay attention out there. We see God's protection in this passage. And, and uh, you know, they've, they've seen God's hand. They know as they, they watched as the enemy was defeated. We can say these things as well. If we've walked with God, we've seen his, his victory in our life. Turn over to chapter 20. I'm going to kind of try to keep moving here, because I do want to read quite a few passages of Scripture. Verse 1 through 7, God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the, the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or is in water under the earth. 
Thou shalt not bow thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. We talk of, the, of God as the Father, and, and He is, and He says, You bear my name, and there's a responsibility in that. So no worshiping other gods, no taking my name in vain. Follow me, do my commandments, and I will show mercy unto thousands of them that love me. Proverbs, I don't remember the chapter, maybe it's, maybe it's 10 or 11. Verse 1 says, a, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. A wise Christian brings God delight. The father is glorified. He is, he is pleased when we walk with him and we keep his commandments. I get in trouble with that verse because it cracks me up a little bit. I, I got to tell you about that. and I'll get in trouble if she's listening in the nursery. But I said, a wise son makes a happy father. A foolish son makes his mama fat. And, and uh, boy, she wants to shoot me. That's not funny. The heaviness of the mother is a broken heart. A foolish son makes a, a sorrowful, sorrowful mother. But the Lord is, is our father, and he is pleased when we follow him. I've brought thee out of bondage, he said. You should, you're not going to have any other gods before me. Go with me to one, one more passage on this first point in John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Thirty-six through forty-three, verse thirty-six. But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works of the Father, uh, for the w- works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do. The same. Uh, I got to start over and, and write and read this with the right inflections. But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do, that I do bear witness of me, that the Father hath sent me. And the Father himself which hath sent me hath borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And ye have not heard his word abiding in you, for whom he hath sent him ye believe not. Search the scripture, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me." You will not come to me that you might have life. I receive not honor from men. But I know you that you have not the love of God in you. I come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If any other, if another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. I, I look at this passage, and it's talking about, again, the relationship that we have with the Father. And Jesus surrendering to the authority of the Father. I don't say I understand that, but I know it's true. And it's, and it's a picture of how we are to be in our lives. We have authority over us, every one of us. They have an authority over them. And uh, I don't have a problem with a parent saying, you do what I told you to do because I told you to do it. Why? 
because God put the authority in their life. I don't have to question God's authority over me. I just have to surrender to it. He doesn't owe me an explanation. I just have to surrender to it. And Jesus even surrendered that much to God as the Father. Your will I will do. I, I would love for the, to pass this cup from me, but nevertheless, I'm going to do your will. Now, we can tell our children, please don't get me wrong, I don't just lord over them. That's not what God says. But to teach them that authority is right is important. They need to know that God's placed authority in their lives. In the, in the home, the authority is the, is, the, is the husband over the wife. Not that the husband is more important than the wife. Equal, equal roles in importance, equal roles in value. The wife has such an amazing role in raising children. It's not less to surrender to an authority. Jesus didn't say he was less than God. He said, I surrender to the authority of God. So he's, he is father in his relationship to the Godhead. Secondly, we believe man by creation was constituted for sonship to the father and bore the divine image and likeness. The introduction of sin severed this relationship, which was restored by God. The father is the supreme ruler and divine judge. He is the believer's father in the real and full sense to those who have been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, the Son. I'm going to read all these passages. There's, there's just a handful on this side, or in this point. John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 12, 13, and 18. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse 18 says, No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. This passage is, is great to me. I've, I've had this underlined in verse 12 for a long time, but as many as received him. Um, I was studying on Calvinism and on, on uh, the free will of man, and this is an important verse to understand. As many as received him. Now, we are drawn by God. He, he draws us. But we have the responsibility of receiving him. When I was talking to Matt this morning, I said, he said, I, I, I don't think I'm saved. I said, well, you believe God loves you? You believe you're a sinner? What, what do you do? And he's... <laughs> now, I, I, I go back and forth in my mind. He's probably already saved before he says the prayer. Yes. Because he's already understood. He's already seen the need. But to, to bow his head and pray, and to say, Lord, take my life. It's, it's, a, it's a point of, of surrender... And not a work. It's not a work. It is just an acceptance of the free gift. Anyway, that was underlined, so I brought that out. Romans chapter 9, verse 5. 
who are the fathers and of whom are, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Romans 9, 5. He is God over all and blessed forever. Now, go with, to Galatians chapter 3. I should have made this a, a, a sword drill tonight. So many little verses in the Bible are so powerful and so precious. This says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. We are the children of God. That's another thing that we won't grasp the scope of that until we see Him. Until we're in His presence. I, I, I truly believe that. There's things that are too big for our mind to even in, uh, understand or, or uh take in, but we're the sons of God. Now, we aren't God, but we are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. What a blessing that is. He is my Father. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 13, or uh, Ephesians chapter Keep myself straight here. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Go ahead and read on down. He says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. This is the blessings of being in the family of God. We can know the fullness of God. We can know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. Colossians chapter uh, 1, verse 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. He <laughs> says in verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. We're delivered then from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of His dear Son. We live in the kingdom of Christ right now. There's a future kingdom that He is going to set up, but we are in His kingdom now. We're a part of His family. One more, 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. We talked about John 3.16 this morning, the, the measure of God's love sending his Son. This is the manner of love shed upon us, because we don't, we don't deserve anything. Our sin is a great offense to God. 
These are, this, is, this is unconditional love that, that outside of God we can never experience. Outside of God we can never reciprocate. Almost said the word. We can never show it outside of the love of God. That we are called the sons of God. Those that were His enemy, my life was offensive to Him. I was anti-God and, and pro-self 100% until the Holy Spirit drew me to Him. And now this manner of love is bestowed upon us. We're the sons of God. It says, from the personality of God the Father, we see His attributes. He is immutable, omniscient, om, omnipresent, uh, omnipotent. I can almost never say that word, so uh, there we go. Eternal. Sovereign, holy, righteous, just, faithful, gracious, merciful, and He is love. And the list of, of verses here is about 20, 25 long, so we're not going to go through all of them. Just gonna, I just want to read a few as we, we consider the personality of God. Go back to Exodus chapter 3. He gives his name here. Then God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent thee, or sent me unto you. Here is the, the omnipresent God. I am all sufficient. I've always been, I will always be, and I never change. That's what he said in this, in this name. What an amazing thing. Our life here is, is very short. We're not guaranteed anything. Uh, my children are not guaranteed to grow up with a father. Right? The Lord could take me home at any time. That is his, it is His choice. So they could be without a father. Elizabeth grew up from the time she was 11 without a father. God took her father home. His will is perfect. There was a reason for it. Our Father never changes, never leaves. Will always be there for us. I am that I am. And every time I turn to Him, He knows what I need and He has the right answer. This relationship will never change. It will only grow sweeter and sweeter through all eternity. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Verse 9. <coughs> Excuse me. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, He is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. He is God. He's the faithful God. He, is, he always keeps His commandments and His mercy with them that love Him and keep His commandments. He is faithful his love never changes job chapter 37 
there's so much in Job that God says about himself, it's hard to just come into Job and pick one verse. <laughs> we could read a, several chapters. But verse 16 says, Dost thou know the balancing of the clouds, the wondrous works of him which is perfect in knowledge? He knows everything. He knows everything. He's never had a single thought that was wrong. That's what that says. He's perfect in knowledge. His wisdom is infinite. So when we go to Him, we know, when we take up His Word, we know that every piece of advice we ever get is not kind of right, but it is the best advice we can ever have. It is perfect. There's no commentary that can ever compare. We need to go to Him. He has all wisdom. He's perfect in knowledge. It's a great statement right there. Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6. Verse 3. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. And there's in heaven seeing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. He's perfect in holiness. I'm going to finish on one more verse, and that's in Revelation. And we're going to be done a little early tonight. Revelation chapter 4. Four eleven. <clears throat> the last verse in the chapter says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. You and I were created for the pleasure of God. Yes. <laughs> for His pleasure. And we can fulfill that purpose. We looked at it this morning by walking by faith. Enoch pleased God because he walked with the Lord in faith. We have a God that has unending mercy, love, wisdom, power. His grace is sufficient. What a mighty God we serve. We can... You can, you can take this list, and I, I tell you what, there's, I don't know how many verses right here, and then these verses down here. Just go through it and read it, and, and marvel about our God. It shouldn't get old. I'm in the family of God. I do not deserve that. He created me for His pleasure. I don't deserve that. He preserves me. He keeps me, and He allows me to serve Him. So thou art worthy, O Lord. I thought, what a great verse to finish on. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. I, I, I sit and think about what it's going to sound like in heaven with the multitude of saints and the angels around the throne saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, thou art worthy to be praised. That noise has got to echo through the heavens.
throughout all the cosmos. What an amazing thing. And he's worthy. We are of, most, of all men most blessed just to know him and to serve him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for our time tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you are merciful and gracious and that you love us. And Lord, as we serve you, help us, Father, to be humbly submitted to you in every aspect of our life, knowing that you are God. And the more we understand that, the more we will surrender to you. Father, it's an amazing thing that you love us, that you, that you desire to give us the best Lord, you desire us to be blessed as we walk in you. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for salvation tonight. Help us, Lord, to, to do uh, only those things you'd have us to do this week. In Christ's name we pray, amen. If you'll stay seated for just a second, I'm going to ask Mrs.